Hello everyone and welcome to the Pactify podcast. This is a podcast about management. I approach management from the perspective of how we solve problems. Organizations and their people face problems all the time. Problems or questions, if you like, related to growth, efficiency, engagement of people or even survival. To solve these problems and make progress, we create knowledge. The science of how knowledge is created, how it can grow and solve problems is called epistemology. Epistemology is a very interesting and deep set of ideas that underlie many of the hard and soft branches of management. For example, epistemology explains how we find and improve solutions to the hard problems, the problems of efficiency and effectiveness, as well as solutions to the soft problems, the problems uh, around how we can engage people in organizations. In this sense, epistemology is actually the deeper theory underneath the usual theories we have, like hard management sciences or sociology or psychology on the soft side. This interesting link between management and knowledge creation, epistemology, was the reason to start this podcast and to try to explore it further. It's a bit unfortunate that epistemology has such a weirdly sounding name, but you'll discover that it is actually simple, powerful and concrete when you apply it to everyday situations in companies. Hope you enjoy and thanks for listening. So here is something about anti-vaxxers. I think you can divide the arguments of anti-vaxxers for why they do not take vaccines. You can divide those arguments into categories. I think you have very dramatically bad arguments and then less dramatically bad ones. The very dramatically bad ones are the ones where, for example, they say that there is a 5G chip implanted in the vaccine so the government can control whatever we do and say. That's very dramatically bad. Other dramatically bad arguments are all of this is a conspiracy theory between virologists and politicians to make the people obey and stay at home. That's why they invented something like a coronavirus and vaccines. All of that I would label as dramatically bad arguments. No need to waste any time on them. But then there are less dramatically bad arguments which merit our time and thinking because we can learn actually a lot from them by by thinking them through they're still bad arguments but understanding why they are bad is actually an interesting exercise and one of the less dramatically bad arguments i've heard recently is the following so i don't i'm quoting an anti-vaxxer i'm not taking a vaccine because the vaccine has not been tested for long-term effects in our body so this is a claim that anti-vaxxers have quite regularly and I think the refutation of the claim is not so trivial um, but it's very interesting it tells you a lot about how science works so when they say that they don't take vaccines because they're not tested for long-term effects we need to think about the role of testability in science now in science we have made progress in any kind of field of science by coming up with good explanations for how reality works and how we can improve reality. Science is really about explanations and testability has a um, secondary role, not an unimportant one, but it has another role than the role we typically attribute to it. So we, in science, it's about 
coming up with good explanations and when we have rival explanations so alternative explanations and they contradict with explanations that we have then and only then do we do tests because we want to test the different consequences of both theories or both explanations and rule out one ideally one of the two through a test but primarily science is about coming up with good explanations and when scientists decide not to do tests that means that their explanation has already survived competition with rival explanations. So, for example, the explanation that the vaccines do not do anything harmful to the body is a better explanation than the explanation that the vaccines do uh, cause harm to the body in the long run. When that, when scientists have come up with a better explanation, there is no need for testing. There's only a need for testing when they are equally good and they contradict in some uh, consequences. So trust in science is basically trust in the fact that scientists have found a good explanation and that that good explanation is better than any alternative rival explanation. And in the case of vaccines, when scientists decide not to test the long-term effects, that is not because they do not know what the long-term effects is, are or that they want to, us to convince without knowing. It is basically because their explanation that the vaccines do not harm the body in the long term is a better one than the rival explanation that they do harm the body. Now, how do they come to such conclusion without testing? Well, that is because of explanations of the chemicals that are put in vaccines, of the mode of action of those chemicals in the body. And all of that is scientific explanation and theory and knowledge that have been built over the years and that have been modified and varied to solve the problem of how to counter an infection. Um, but that's all through good explanations. Um, and, and if the explanation that the vaccine doesn't ca cause any harm in the body, because we know all of this mode of action and, and, and what those chemicals are and what they do with, when they interact in the body, uh, when we conclude that that is the better explanation than the rival explanation that argues for these vaccines cause harm in the long term, then we simply do not do tests because there is no conflict between theories. There is no equally good theory that has other uh, consequences on a particular long term question than the one that um, that we retain or that we uh, eventually adopt so of course this takes trust um, there's no there's no need in saying that this doesn't uh, require trust but it's a particular kind of trust it's trust in an explanation and the fact that we do not have to test uh, good explanations against any wild speculation uh, of explanation, that is not how science makes progress. It would actually hamper progress because anybody could present any kind of ridiculous test uh, when they come up with any kind of alternative explanation and that would only delay um, the progress that we make. Uh, but of course, scientists can be wrong about their good explanations. Um, but still then anti-vaxxers cannot say I want their theories to be tested in all the conditions I want them to be tested in. That simply doesn't make sense because there are a lot of conditions that need not be tested because we have good explanations about the chemicals, about the mode of action of the things we put into the vaccines. And so it's not because scientists decides not, decide not to test and to release the vaccine that their explanations are bad. On the contrary, it's because they have 
good explanations than, that are better than any rival you may come up with, that they are confident enough to say that um, these vaccines will not harm uh, the body in the long term. And that is, of course, um, requiring some trust because there's never 100% certainty, but at least it is based on a solid foundation being good explanation. And it's actually the same foundation that has given us all kinds of progress and that have actually enabled science in the first place. Now, if you would compare it to another example, let's take um, an airplane. Um, consider the next airplane you take on the next journey you make. That airplane has not been tested in the specific circumstances of that next uh, flight. So the specific speeds and pressures in all points of the airplane uh, over the time and the course of um, that particular flight interacting with that particular weather condition on that particular day that is all not tested and you could think of critics that say I'm not taking the plane because it has not been tested for this next condition why do we not test the plane for that particular flight condition why is it useless and irrelevant uh, and doesn't make sense is because we have good explanations for why airplanes don't crash and we do not need to test those good explanations in all thinkable circumstances that would not add any information that would not add any knowledge that would not uh, refute anything because we have in those domains of applications good explanations for why the airplanes don't crash and of course i can be stubborn and i can be uh, selfish and say i want that plane to be tested in that particular condition because if it's not tested in that particular conditions how can we know that it won't crash in that particular condition of course you're entitled to do that but hopefully you see that uh, this really doesn't make sense it doesn't add any extra knowledge to the total scientific knowledge and it actually doesn't make planes crash because planes don't crash in the regimes of operation that we have designed them for and based on the good explanations we have for designing uh, airplanes. So it's a subtle argument but it goes down to the really fundamentals of what science is and why science makes progress and we have this conception that science makes progress because we can test things but that's actually wrong. Science makes progress because our explanations improve and when we do a test we're actually testing an explanation against another explanation and so for example testing doesn't add any knowledge to the scientific body it's either confirming what we knew before when the test is successful so we tentatively adopt then the explanation that we have tested but that explanation can be refuted through another test later on so we did not create any extra scientific knowledge by doing the test we just know as much as we did before and as much as was in the explanation before doing the test that is in the case of successful tests with unsuccessful tests it's even worse we know less than what we did before the test because we have refuted the explanation and we have to come up with a better explanation so testing things in science is not adding scientific knowledge to the body of scientific knowledge we have it is merely either remaining with the same knowledge we had before which we just tested in one uh, special case or it is actually reducing the knowledge we have because we have refuted in a particular test some kind of explanation and we need to find a new one. So the conception or the misconception that science grows 
because we can do tests is flat out wrong. Science grows because we create better and better explanations that survive tests and that survive criticisms, but that in and of itself through, through testing uh, is not generating more knowledge. Um, and indeed, scientists often have this misconception themselves. So they say that all what they're doing is testing things so they can conclude and confirm that um, particular explanations are true and that we have certainty. And that is what a scientist does, uh, generating this certainty through testing. That is a misconception. That's not how science works. It would actually make science impossible to work if that would be our criterion for um, scientific improvement. Testing doesn't add anything to the knowledge. It is um, figuring out good explanations and improving them either based on tests we do or on criticism with other good uh, explanations. And so given the fact that scientists often entertain these strange or wrong conceptions about what science actually is, that actually is feeding bad arguments to the anti-vaxxers. So there's some kind of irony involved there too. And again, it's a subtle argument. I mean, you cannot discuss this uh, in a, in a two-minute talk with an anti-vaxxer because you have to go down to what really is science and why science works and what science is not. Uh, and therefore, what is not an explanation for how we grow scientific knowledge, how we cure diseases, how we make life better, how we improve things uh, by understanding and explaining reality uh, as opposed to some activity which is uh, essentially testing things and then uh, concluding extra information or extra knowledge from having doing done the test that is not at all how how the scientific how the scientific enterprise works and how knowledge grows so it's a long argument. It is going to the bottom of what science is, but I think it is worthwhile because it actually refutes the claim that anti-vaxxers can simply say, I'm not taking the vaccine because for my, or it is not tested in the conditions that I decide that it has to be tested in. That is, that is simply a flawed argument because there are a lot of um, situations and conditions that need no testing because we have good explanations and it would be impossible even to test them under all those conditions but of course of course the tactic of the of the anti-vaxxer is that he or she has the freedom to decide what kind of arbitrary high testing standard they can put forward in order to simply justify not having to take the vaccine and that leads me to a final point that, of course, I won't have convinced any or not uh, a lot of anti-vaxxers by saying this because they're mostly refrained to what they believed before because that gives some comfort or some security or certainty. But given that some people may find this argument interesting, um, it can learn you a lot. I mean, you can discover new things about how science works. And then you can actually also ask yourself, I mean, if I believe that my arbitrary high standard for testing is actually irrelevant and flawed, uh, you come to the final ultimate question. So what is then my argument against vaccines? If, if, if my previous one doesn't hold, I need another one. So interesting uh, in all aspects you'll learn about science and you'll learn about your real arguments for not taking the vaccine if you just go on and try to play with these arguments try to figure them out yourself 
but of course you're uh, not forced into anything uh, you can surely believe what you have believed before but I'm just uh, wanted to make this uh, exposition because um, I think it's very interesting it's it's important to know what science is and how science works and especially how it doesn't work and when you come to that point you uh, have a range of new interesting questions that open up well you have learned a lot about science already but the new questions are equally interesting uh, one of them is so what is it then that um, still is preventing me from taking the vaccine and then you go on and uh, try to solve the new one and you continuously learn again from the new questions that pop up whenever you have made progress and understood something uh, that led to those new questions. Thanks as always for listening and hope to talk to you soon. Bye-bye.